Hey there, welcome to the Literary Escapes podcast. I'm Becky and I'm glad you're here today. If you're a fan of books that give you an escape or let you explore other cultures, then you're definitely in the right place. So I'm glad you've joined us today. Stick around, we've got a great author interview for you. So let's jump right in. Welcome to the Literary Escape Podcast, Jennifer. Thank you. <laughs> I am so excited to have you here today. <laughs> it's been a while since we got to chat. I'm glad it has been a while. Yeah. It's one of the things I told you in my email that I'm trying to do better this year is to listen to the nudges I get to reach out to people when, yeah. when I get them. And I I have noticed um that when I ignore nudges, yeah. that you know, if God or the universe, you know, however yeah. is trying to get a hold of me and I make it harder, yeah. then the messages just get louder. <laughs> and I love it. I actually have the same philosophy. That's what's freaking me out. There's not a lot of people because like you, I've been trying to be more aware, like that person that is in and out of my life. It's kind of like, I'll get this thing. I'll be like, I need to text them. Yeah. And then you, know, you get the other noise from your life and you're like, okay, I'll put it on the I'll list. I'll do that later. Yeah. And now I do this. I'm trying, like you said, to be more aware. And what happens when I do it is amazing. Like yeah. they hear from me or they were in a bad place or I needed something, but I didn't know. So I love that we're both on the same way. I like, know. And I've been cool. on the receiving end of it enough to know that it can make a difference, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, so I'm, I'm awfully glad that you were available on the other end of the uh, email and <laughs> were amenable to this. So <laughs> I love that. Um, so I had you in the book club last year yeah. and loved it. Your book was the secret love letters of Olivia, Olivia Moretti. Moretti. I always get her name wrong. Yes. Olivia Moretti. And that took us to the Amalfi Coast. And yeah. it was a lovely story. One of our favorites last year. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I realized after the fact that I had never had you on the podcast. And so, because I, I was like, oh, I'll just go and reference her other, you know, her right. other podcast. And there isn't one. Right? <laughs> right. Oh, that's so funny. I feel like I've been on your podcast, but you're right. I it know. Club. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> so how did you get started in writing? Let me, let me just start oh, from the beginning. I'm, I'm one of these, uh, ones where I came, I, at five years old, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a writer. Like literally I saved my diaries. And at seven years old, there's this little entry. That's like when I'm published in a famous author, like, so oh. I, it's bizarre. When I look back, like I always had a true North. I just knew I was going to be a writer. I love it's that. what happens later <laughs> when you start to say, yeah, you're, you're a writer and that's great. I actually but. wanted to make money at it. And I wanted to go <laughs> look at it. That's like two different things in life, isn't it? <laughs> right. Right. So like I, in my mind, I was going to be like on TV shows and like published. And it took me like 35 years to be like, oh, okay. Like I'm going to write poor for most of my life. And then on the back end, but it's okay because those are all the learning, you know, all the learning curves. And I'm like one of these really intense people about when you want to learn uh, whatever your hobby is and turn it into a profession or a craft. I love that Malcolm Gladwell 
Um, I think it's outlier outliers. There's one of them. There's one of them that I got. You need um, 10,000 hours. You need right. 10,000 hours. And I always forget the book. And I always, I got to look that up. So I reference it properly, but I learned early on that all of those books under the bed, I literally wrote my first book when I was 12, you know, wow. I was like, I write this young adult romance um, because this was pre-age dinosaur time. There's no internet. There's no anything. There's nothing. If you want to like track down a writer, good luck. They're not available. Like you don't know anything. Exactly. And so I did this career report in seventh grade and they're like, oh, what do you want to be? I'm like, I want to be a writer or a vet. Well, I couldn't take needles. I didn't know science. I didn't. My brother's the doctor in the family. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a writer. Like I like animals, but like, yeah, the idea of looking at blood and such. I want to rescue. I didn't realize I meant to say I want to rescue like thousands of animals and just like be with them. Like not, you know, I just want to be a, a, like a professional pet hugger or something, you know, <laughs> that's what, that should be a career. I would be so Shouldn't good at that. Yeah. Like you have so, people in the hospital that go sit and rock newborn babies. Like baby. you know? It's like, yeah. Yes, that would be. That's they need I that for rescue. dogs, right? <laughs> yeah. So you go and you walk them and stuff. That's more my thing. But like, there was nothing to say, like, how do you become a writer? So everything that I looked up was like, well, you write. And so in fact, without pre-age internet with all of this, oh, you need a business, you need a thousand followers, you need, I was like, oh, I'm just going to write the book then because that's what I need to write to be a writer. And so I wrote three books in a row in this bubble, like just kind of like learning and started like sending things out and trying to get, you know, do that switch from young adult, like adult. And then it just, it just like morphed like over the years of my daytime jobs and trying to support myself and writing mornings and weekends and, you know, through, throughout life. So in a, in a way, I feel like I cut my teeth on all of those things and it's never a waste. Like I always say, even if there's a blog post, it doesn't matter what I write. When I say like, I try to like write every day, it doesn't necessarily mean like 2000 in my book or that get done like but if I can write like anything and like bring you know even a great Facebook post like if I bring some marketing or I bring some freshness or I bring that's it's all in the bucket of like yeah like so that's how I look at it that's awesome I love that yeah because it I I hear so many authors talk about not knowing what to say like in their email or on social media and um that's all just writing. Yeah. I like that. I mean, when you do a Twitter, I've told people like, bring your voice to your books, like when you're teaching marketing, right. And, and put it out there so they know your brand. But if you don't know your brand, you find out by doing those posts and that's writing. So all of that, you know, to the queue. And it also makes me feel better because there's too many days where I'm like, yeah, I didn't didn't write in the book, but (laughs) Hey, but I, I was on Twitter. Right. (laughs) Right. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Okay. So what was your first book that was pitched and accepted and published? It was called, it's a, it's a very old book um, that I, I wrote over and over. It was called Heart of Steel. And okay. um, what had happened is that was like a real learning book for me because I ended up selling it to, <laughs> to a publisher called Lionhearted at the time that was. I think I remember that uh, one. Yeah, it was, it was pretty much, 
not good. I mean, I, I sold maybe 20 books. They were all friends and family. There was nowhere that they were really selling. You had to like find the place and then order the book, you know, everything was, oh, yeah. but it was to me, like my first published, you know, book it took when they accepted it. I think it took seven years to get it published. That's the Holy other Holy moly. It, it was my first, uh, foray into bad contracts. Yeah. It was the first foray into um, how bad do you want to get published? Do you want to get published at the expense of like signing a really bad contract and throwing your rights away and waiting five to seven years and doing that, you know? But the thing wow. is, is that when you're young and you're passionate, or even when you're old and you, you have this dream, you're like, yes, they, they want me and nobody else wants me. Well, so and it feels good to have that, that yes. Yes, the approval after so many rejections. Well, yeah, because- yeah. That's if you're querying agents or publishers or whatever, you're going to get a ton of no's. Yes, that is exactly what happened. And so even with my first book that I wrote, the the right, right uh, naked, I tell people, you've got to go beyond that. You have to give yourself that time because it's a different world now. And you may not want to sign the contract, especially with self-pubbing where you have more. Yeah. I didn't really have anywhere else to go, but if I had yeah. hung on a little bit more and like done things, but you know, regrets are kind of like, they lead you into the next one. So um, if you've learned from it, then yeah. it's, you know, yeah. it's part of the journey. So yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. So it really made no money. And then I ended up getting the rights back. They went bankrupt. And, you know, then I was able later in the day to, to self-publish it and, and put my little spin on it. And it's still old and it still shows up my first book and it's still dated, but it also has that really raw stripped down passion of youth that I will never be able to rewrite. And so yeah. I love that. And I think when people are reading like those old Harlequins and stuff like, or love swept that I still love to read, I think there's still a market for it. You yeah. know what I mean? And so I'm not going to update it too much because it's just, it is what it is. That's awesome. I love that. Okay. <laughs> Very cool. I was thinking when, when you were talking about um, the whole finding the publisher piece and um, I don't even know if like agents were part of the process in, at that time or not, but, and, and this is a weird analogy, but when my sister and I were taking care of my mom who had dementia, we made a list of what we knew we needed yeah, and what was important to us when we were yeah. looking for places for her to stay. And it's kind of the same thing where if you want to be a published author, what's your list of things that are uncompromisable, I guess, things that you're going to say, yes, you know, this is when you know it's right. Yeah. And, um, and then it'll give you a lot of information when you do get something to look at. That's a brilliant analogy. I never thought about it like that, but you, we look at like always worrying about what another person needs, especially somebody that we love, like a parent right. or sibling or something. I love what you just said. We need to look at it for ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, like everybody's needs are different. Like right. maybe your biggest need is to be in a, a, a bookstore, even if you're going to give away money and rights, exactly. maybe your biggest need is to make money for your family and, and see it read. Like there's so, and there's no right or wrong. That's the other. Exactly. So somebody can give you so many pieces of advice and it's all great, but it just depends on, is it right yeah. for you? 
That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. And with, you know, you've got the big five, you've got boutique publishers, you've got indie publishing, you've got hybrid. There's so many options right now. Yeah. It's it, so cool because like, again, it was, we had the, we had hmm. Harlequin and the big five and there were agents and then that was it. The gates were locked. You couldn't, yeah, they were. you couldn't ask anybody. It's, I love I love my age sometimes. I really do. Like, because when you get to see the history of it, yeah. it's so exciting. But the thing is, is that I will never be the one to be like, oh, it was so much easier back then, or it was better back then. It wasn't. It was just, it's just different. Different. Even with the kids, like, I'm not one like, oh, the phones are ruining their, no, like you have tools. Like now AI is the big thing, right? Oh, yeah. it's going to ruin it. It could, or maybe it couldn't, or maybe we use it. And it's just kind of like, instead of going into the panic mode or like, yeah. it was better then and getting clingy to that. I think it's freaking amazing that there's so many roots, but with more choices comes, what is it? Yoda, more responsibility. Yeah. Well, exactly. More, yeah. Like sometimes I want somebody to be like, look, you got A or B. I'm like, thank God, because I've got 30 choices to make. And <laughs> exactly. So if you look yeah. at the world, that's really where we are. And I think we're teaching everybody, like, what choices do you want to make? Like, it's it's a cafeteria style. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I, I totally agree with that. So then you went from Heart of Steel yeah. to, like, getting a huge contract. How, what was Not that from? Really, there was a lot of steps in between. So heart of steel. So that went really bad, but I just kept writing, you know, I'm just writing. If you think throughout the background of like my life, my day jobs, my, what other careers that I was trying to figure out, which I wasn't really good at that. I had like, you know, insurance and college careers, like all this other stuff, like trying to do that. I'm just like, working and, and putting things out and writing different things. And, um, and then what happened is the erotic, um, the, the more erotic, um, uh, contemporary books or even historical books became popular. This is back when red sage was big. And I'm trying to think, I think it was Kensington and they started coming into the bookstores or you could order them in like, you know, where they're not in the bookstores and they're kind of like shorter, like sexier kind of thing. Okay. So yeah. At this point, I was like, everybody was like, Jen, you write a really great sex scene. And I did because <laughs> it was like, but it's like the emotion and stuff. Like, I love it. I had no problem with it. So I was like, maybe I'll sharpen it and try to like go after that market. It was the new hot market. Okay. So I ended up um, selling a novella to Red, State, Red Sage where I made a little bit of money for the first time. Not something you can really, you know, talk to your aunts and uncles about and your mom, but you know, at that <laughs> point it's like, it's a, you know, I was proud of it. I was like, this is, I'm owning who I am. And then, um, there was a publisher, they're still there decadent and they were writing these like shorter, like erotic novellas. And I sold like one there. So I Ooh. started kind of, I was like, okay. And then Red Sage wanted another one. So I started building in this kind of erotic novella world, but okay. at the but as this was going on, I got married. I had two kids back to back. I had a full-time job with an hour and a half commute one way, an hour and a half one way. Ooh. So I was, then I switched to like mommy stuff, like mommy blogs and mommy essays and short stories. And, and I got my master's degree. So this oh. was all going on at the same time. <laughs> so you put all of this in the till. And then what was happening is 
I graduated, my kids were in diapers, they were older. And I was like, I am lost here in this writing world. I've lived my whole life. I wanted to make this career. And then what was happening is RWA was in Orlando at the time. And I had no money, but we were saving for a kitchen floor and our floor was like so bad. And I went to my husband and I was like, instead of the kitchen floor, I want to go to RWA. And he was like, go for it. He's like, we've had the kitchen floor for years. Like he always had my back with that. I love that. All those years of like nothing. He would just like, I'll take the kids. You write. Like he was really great, which is great because he was able to reap the benefits later when I finally Exactly. Oh, that's so awesome. So I went to RWA and what that did for me um, was I realized that I was still treating it like a hobby and I wasn't treating it as a career. And I had had this book called The Marriage Bargain that had literally done its rounds like through New York. I think I had 30 rejections. I couldn't get it and I couldn't get over it. I kept saying, I feel like this book is special, but why doesn't anybody want it? Yeah, It was driving me crazy, even though I had written more books and stuff like that. So when I was in RWA, they said, there's this small press called Entangled. They're writing these, they're doing these romances. They're trying to go after Harlequin. Why don't you go there? Sure enough, I queried, they loved it. And they said, February of 2012, we are releasing four books in this new series. And we're going to put it out there in digital for $2.99 and it's going to be this. And they did really smart moves to make it like big on the web. And I was one of the launch things. Oh, and cool. so the story was, <laughs> it's a crazy freaking story. I got, I got laid off at work and I was on my last month of unemployment and I couldn't oh. find a job because I had two kids in diapers and I was tired of commuting like an hour and a half away. It was crazy. And we had like no money and this book goes out. And I remember it was at night and I was praying and I was like, I'm so tired. God, I was like, I'm so tired and broke and I'm out of options. And I've got to like, you know, when I was like selling jewelry on the side and doing this and doing yep. that. And I said, I need a sign. I need a big sign because I don't know what to do anymore. And then I came down with the stomach virus that swept through my house. And <clears throat> I, I emerged 48 hours later. Oh my. I'd been out there and I bring up the computer screen and the book is number one on Barnes and Noble. And the oh my gosh. Number two. So I call my husband over. And it's just like, I've told this story a million times. I know I'm sorry for the people who are like, but like literally we looked at it and we agreed that the computer was broken and we literally <laughs> turned it off and unplugged it because we knew it was a lie. There was impossible. And then my entire life in 24 hours after that, like just blew up. Like wow. it blew up. So it never left Barnes and Noble. <laughs> and then it started overtaking Amazon. And then like weeks later, it it just kept selling and it hit USA Today and then it hit the New York Times. It was on there for 26 weeks. And then That's I amazing. was furiously writing the others. So what had happened is then people were like, oh, where's your back? What else have you got? Oh, yeah. What's that one heart of steel one and these erotic novellas? And people oh are my. like, what else? So it looked like I had not had done nothing like I came right. out of war but meanwhile I had like 18 books and 5 billion rejections so it was just it was it was just great you know but then it became and and I know authors have done this like you need the right product you need the right market you need the luck because there's there is luck there is there is an element to luck you know big on TikTok or however you were discovered mm-hmm. there's this this 
cauldron I think it of of not just the perfect book you need the right. perfect book but it's got to go boom 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 and then my thing was well I am not letting this opportunity I've waited like you know 35 years for this yeah and so I went into work mode where I was just putting out six to eight books a year like boom wow. boom, boom I was working nonstop, and it was a lot it was a lot but it is I a lot so just pumped up from, you know, this is my time. So I yeah. wasn't going to let my time go away. Yeah. So that's like the whole backstory of like. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. Crazy. And so yeah. were you able to stay home once that yeah. book tay off? So okay. That, I had my last month of unemployment. Again, it was like, I kept telling my husband, I was like, I don't know what we're going to do. I'll do anything to get money. You know what I mean? Like not anything, but, <laughs> but then I was like, ah, nobody would want me anyway. <laughs> I've had two kids for crying out loud. No, but then that, that was, that became so big that I was able to then transition right into full-time writing. Nice. Yeah. And did you publish all of those six to eight with Entangled? No, that one, what happened is there was three in the series from that it was the marriage to a billionaire series. And what happened is the book had gotten so big. Uh, agents, I had no, all those agent rejections and all those editorial rejections. All of a sudden they're like, Hey, they're like, we want you, we want you. And I was like, Oh, this feels really good. It just felt really good. So what Um, had happened is we ended up selling it. The big thing then was selling to New York, you know what I mean? So they can do it in paperback and do it in like a big way. And then I ended up with Simon and Schuster and we signed a few more contracts and I did another book with Entangled. And then I kept self-publishing amidst those big things because I knew I needed to keep a a finger in the pot there. I liked different things. I don't want to write one book. So I did like new adult novellas and I still did erotic novellas, which I loved. And I did a story about a rescue dog and you know, I ended up doing children's books later and a paranormal, like whatever I wanted, I kind of did on my own because, you know, the brand, the publishers were like, you have to show me this, this, and this, but that's what I loved about self-publishing that it kept me, okay. you know, going. so I'm a big thing about don't put all your eggs in one basket because you never know when that's going to fold. And eventually it did. I mean, I got fired by Simon and Schuster, like down the line after like three big series, they were like, wow. romance is dead for us. You're not selling as well. Um, see ya. And then I had to reinvent, you know, and find yeah. another thing and then reinvent again. So it's not anything where when you get your big break, like I think I thought that was yeah. going to be for the rest of my life. Yeah. So oh, I'm here and I get to stay here and it's awesome. Really want, yeah. Like it's not like that, but, but then again, maybe if it was like that, I would become too, maybe my, I would become too flat or too with the writing, like you know, pain forces growth, forces change. And so I've looked at that sometimes as a gift, even though it's not pleasant. Right. Right. You know, so very interesting. Well, and it, it probably makes you a better business person when you are forced to learn so much. So well said. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's not just the writing. It is a business now. It is you a business. Really- yeah. You need to kind of like, um, we're not in the days where you just, you know, used to write, but again, we also get to have more options in there so we can publish ourselves, but then we're business people. And even when another publishing part, you, you know, you have to take care of your own marketing. Don't ever like put, oh my gosh, okay, that's done. 
I signed this contract. They're going to do everything. That was another bad lesson I learned. Yeah, they don't. Um, there's just so many along the way. And yeah. like, you know, five years from now, we're going to get on our podcast, this podcast, and we're going to be like, oh my God. Like, and you remember when? Always. Always. We were yeah. so concerned about AI back then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Oh my gosh. Put this on the thing. Cause I want us both to see where we are. It's exactly. So much change in the industry. I love to see what our, you know. it, it'll be fun to see. I totally yeah. agree with that. That's so funny. So when you write, where are your books set or are they all over the place? They're, they're mostly set. I like the small town contemporaries. That's the bulk mm -hmm. of my thing. And the second part, there's two, there's the small town contemporaries where it's mostly New York. I'll experiment like here and there with like some different things. And the second one is my women's fiction books are all set in Italy. Yeah. That's kind of like my travel thing. My tagline is meet me in Italy. And so mm -hmm. I want to just do a whole bunch of different types of books in different parts of Italy, maybe expand, you know, nice. um, with Europe, but that kind of like <clears throat> settles, settles that. I like a little beach setting too. Nice. Um, okay. But like small town, you know, beach, quirky small town, lots of opportunities for different characters to come and series to kind of come up and stuff like that. And of course, there's the occasional New York City, but again, like it's not all set in the city. It's kind yeah. of like in and out. So yeah. Nice. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't any, any kind of setting that interests me, I would be ready to dive into. That's awesome. I'm trying to figure out how to get, um, a trip to Italy paid for through my writing because <laughs> I want to do a retreat there. And because yeah. I want to set a series in, in Italy, I, yes. I have it all in my head except I haven't visited the spot that I want. Yeah. So minor detail, but. Yes, well not, but like research trip, writer's retreat, uh, tax write-off for the business. If you like incorporate it and stuff like that, there's definitely ways to do that. Yeah. 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 But I, I keep thinking, okay, so what I, could I convince a group of authors to go with me to Italy and explore? Yes. Yes. Oh, I don't <laughs> going to be too much of a hard <laughs> sign me up <laughs> that's an easy one yeah that's a, yeah exactly <laughs> that's so funny you just did a kickstarter I did I did tell me about that well that's something the new I've been seeing as well so yeah. Yes. So, so this year for me is a lot of uh, change and growth and doing like things, th things are changing, you know, so I need to kind of like get in and I had wanted to do a Kickstarter like two years ago. I, I was like, I want to get in before like everybody is in, but I really, every time I dove into it, I was like, oh my God, like this, this is the lot. And I don't know what I'm doing. And there wasn't a lot of people that had like headed before me. Yeah. So I kind of always got distracted. And then I was like, I, it was deadline after deadline after deadline. And then, you know, I have a family and I'm like, I can't do this right now. But then Kickstarter started getting hotter and hotter. And what okay. happened, there was this course called the Kickstarter Accelerator um, by Monica, um, Monica and Russell. Um, they're, they're selling it out there. Um, it was a great course, a great course. And because I am the type of person, um, I'm one of these input, um, input and intellection is really big with me, like in yeah. my 10 and I need to sit with things and learn them. I'll dive in, but I don't want to dive in and not know what I'm doing. Then I panic. So this was a way that I can go through the course 
module by module and learn all of the things. And it was, I give people credit when they can jump in and just figure it out. To me, this was a monster. I'm not saying to, to put people off. You should, everybody should try it. Like, but it was, I needed to clear my docket and, and I was done with deadlines and be like, okay, this is the project that I want to do. So remember I told you back in the day I had sold another one to entangled. Yeah. The the rights came back for me. So I took them back and it hasn't been out there. And it's a little bit of an older book. It was in 2013. So I thought what I'd like to do is reinvigorate it. Everything new, some bonus scenes, some things that I wanted to do and make it work a 10 year anniversary tradition, do a hardcover, um, you know, swag, like all sorts of stuff. And then kind of like dip my toe into it. So that's exactly what I did. I ran it for 30 days um, after like a month of like doing the course and um, wow, it's a lot of work. And I would imagine I was like, I didn't know where to put the funding, but I put the funding at 4,000. That's what I started with because I really needed that to um, do like the, the large print. I want to do large print because my son, um, my son has a vision issue and I'm, I'm into the world. It's one of those things where you're not aware of certain things until somebody in your inner circle, everybody knows that. And all of a sudden, when we Hmm. go to bookstores and everything, everything has to be these, this large font for his vision loss. And I was like, this is something that I should offer. Again, I I was like, let me start with this. So I wanted to, you know, offer like a hardcover, large print edition, which was, it's much more pricey because there's so many more pages on it. So I ended up getting my goal, going over goal, and now I'm in fulfillment stage. Okay. So I'm still like figuring things out of, I spend, you know, hours doing like distribution stuff and shipping stuff and figuring things out. But I know the next time it'll be a lot smoother because this is my learning project. Yeah. 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 So it's really cool that we have this new way. And then what I'm going to do, like probably in August, because I didn't want to do it for at least three months because the Kickstarter has, I'm not going to do the hardcover large print. That's not, that's done, you know, but they were able to get special things that were not going to be offered. And then I'm going to put it up for sale, the regular ebook and a regular paperback and all. Okay. So okay. I looked at it as a pre-order launch. <clears throat> You know what I mean? Instead yeah. of doing a big pre-order, I did the Kickstarter for it. That's really cool. What a yeah. what a fun experience. Yeah, it was it was a lot, and I yeah. don't regret anything. But um, yeah, sometimes I'm like, oh my god, Jen, why can't I figure this out, or why can't it? You know, it's but it's systems, and I really think that all the new things coming in now, once you like focus on one thing instead of thirty things to learn, right? you know, and then say, mm-hmm. I'm going to set aside this amount of task blocks for that. And, and just kind of like, do yeah. it. We have just a better take it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm kind of like that too, where I have to, you know, go systematically through yes. something and yes. yeah, I prefer yes. a guide versus just jumping yeah. in and figuring it all out myself. Yeah. It takes yeah. way too much and time. It's all over the map too. So like mine was like an average, you know, I was really happy to make that like that fund, but like, you'll see a lot of people just not able to fund yet. So they'll like right. do a different project. And then you'll see people who fund at like $30,000. Like it just hits like big money there. Now, yeah. You've got a lot of fees and you've got the thing, but you can do it smart. And I, and I think it's a matter of just like learning, like what, again, what works for you, where your sweet spot is really interesting, but I would encourage everybody 
to do that. And, and look, and you're like me, look at the course, like it's called the Kickstarter accelerator. That's, yeah. that's very cool. Yeah. Okay. Cause I bet I watched your whole launch with that. And I was like, yeah. wow, that is yeah. so interesting. And so. bless you for like, th- that was the other thing. Like I am not used to like, um, uh, corresponding with my newsletter subscribers, like all the time, like twice a month is my sweet spot or once a month, depending. I was there like every other day. I was like, you hey, are me again. Like I've got this up because in case you didn't see my other 10 emails. Yeah. It was a different kind of thing. And I had to, I had to be comfortable with that and be yeah. like, look, if people are like me, somebody said this, I've got to find the author who said it or somebody. And it was a light bulb for me. Okay. They said, I get two days to every day, two emails a day from Walmart, from Target, from that. And not once have I said I'm unsubscribed. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Exactly. Like, as long as I have something to say, you mm-hmm. know, like here's a sale, here's another add-on, here's a thought from me or whatever. So I was like, maybe that's changing for me too. And maybe we do need to be contacted because it's so easy with our attention to forget. So I'm kind yeah. of like looking at that in another way. So that I, was helpful. I totally agree with that. I was um, in a mastermind and the lady leading it commented that she sends, especially when she's in launch mode, but she sends a lot of emails because she wants to kind of weed out the people who aren't her super fans. Yes. You know, if they're just lurkers, they're going to get ticked off by so many emails and they're going to unsubscribe. And they're not her people anyway. Never thought of it like that. I know. Yeah. Like, don't be afraid of the unsubscribes because exactly maybe want them on your list anyway. Yeah. That's a great outlook. Yeah. And you want the people who want to be there and they're not going to get mad about getting more emails from you. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. 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 (laughs) I think that's so fun. Yeah. Very cool. (laughs) So you've had some new books come out recently, nonfiction and fiction. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about those. Um, yeah. Um, let's see. So last, so we're a week, um, last Tuesday was save the best for last. It yeah. the last book in my twist of fate series. It was my favorite book because it, it had all the, all the things that I love the most that total opposites attract enemies to lovers. I love a good makeover story. Like the guy is a walking, like he's in love with this woman who's friend zoned him. You know what I mean? And he wants to just like, he hires uh, Tessa, my character, who's like the queen of makeovers on this women's, you know, self-care empire. And he thinks she's shallow in this. And they're always like, so what I did is I seeded it through the first two books. Like they don't like each other. They're together like something bad happens. And I had so many readers are like, Jen, I believe in you, but maybe not because these two are never going to work. And I was like, I love the challenge of that, you know? So he's like, okay, she's got to do sports in her magazine and she hates sports. And so she brings his sports stuff on and he says, take me on, make me over so I can make this woman love me. She's the woman of my dreams. And then, you know, you see all of the the banter along the way. Yeah, the chemistry two uncles in there that have a dog party. He's got 30 rescue dogs and 
all my favorite stuff. I I, I just stuck into that book. So it's it's a really fun, lighthearted, you know, book that I'm really proud of. So awesome. I love it because it's standalone. So like anybody can go to my series. I'm big with that because tropes are a thing. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't like this. So so you could just literally say, I don't like one or two because of this, but I'm gonna try three. And then if they like it, you know, you usually go back yeah. to the author's voice. Yeah, so, I agree um, with that. And, and you get to know characters and it's fun yeah. to see them. Yeah. Yeah. I've started yeah. a series at like number eight. Yeah, and me too. I'll go all the way back and start from the beginning and then me go too. all the way forward. <laughs> yes. Or find like your, your favorite characters. Like, oh my gosh, I don't know what book do, are, is there. Oh, they're book three. I do that all the time. Yeah. So it's fun. So yeah, it is fun. Yes. So that's out there. And so then that, what that one's called, save the best for last. Save the best for last. Yeah. Yes. That's on uh, Kindle Unlimited. So nice. that one's okay. Um, nice. So that's out there in the wild. And then the last nonfiction book I did, um, it's called um, Writers Inspiring Writers, What I Wish I'd Ooh. Known. It's right there. That's beautiful. Yeah. Nice light blue um, cover. So what happened is um, we I collaborated with Erin Branscombe, who this was her idea. Okay. Um, does Amazon live interviews and stuff like that. She'll oh. do. Um, so we were interviewing and then we talked off set and she said, you know, one of the questions that I ask all the time is what writing advice do you have for like everybody? And she says, I've always wanted to do a book where I banned all of these mm -hmm. fabulous authors and like put it in one book. She says, but I can't do it by myself. I'm kind of like a newer author and I've got this. <sighs> so she asked me to collaborate on it. So we did. And oh, basically fun. it's 40 really great authors who have long-term careers and they sit down and they do essays. It's 40 short essays about what they wish that they'd known or what piece of advice. And so it's all over the map from like craft to marketing to like friends in the business. Yeah. I love it because it's easy to read. You can read like two essays at once and then put it aside for another time. Nice. Um, yeah. So that came out and we're just- What like, a fun project. Yeah, a fun pro. I just, I just love writing projects so much. Mm -hmm. I just love to keep, you know, my my toe in the pool with all of all of that. There's just like so much always going on, and it's nice to kind of give back yeah. and feel that back and forth. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's I I that's on my bucket list. We're doing a no spend February, my husband and I. Except that that's so good is that working? Well. <laughs> Well, I haven't bought like a Starbucks this month, but we did get to buy a new um, refrigerator. Okay. But that's, you needed to. It's we had not, to, yeah. You got to do, yeah. Yeah. We, we got to buy um, a new stove. <laughs> okay, that went so, out too. So is it, so, but it just works that you try not to buy anything for those 28 days. Yeah. Yeah. But, and but so no, no extras is kind of what up. we were thinking. So, you know, no Amazon, no, you know, yeah. going to the mall or, you know, that kind of stuff. So we kind of had a budget for groceries and, you know, all of the normal bills that yeah. we know we have to have. And so um, it's worked you? that all of these things that we had to buy didn't go on the credit card. So yes, it kind of like offset. So did you hear about that somewhere? Or did you, as far as you know, you and your husband are like, we're going to do this and we're going to call it like, yeah, I, I just kind of was like, we need to do, you know, let's see so what this you're looks gonna like be, for us. You're going to be famous now because we've got to <laughs> put this out. No, first of all, do you know how famous dry January has gotten? Oh, think okay. about it. 
everybody so funny. About dry January, right? Like holidays mm. are over, no alcohol for 30 days. We have to put this virally out there because I love the idea of for 20 yeah. days, absolutely nothing, but everything that you need and see what you save and just like get into this whole budget thing. When we had um, like a list of things that we were allowed to spend money on and how much. Yeah. And so I had um, like the book covers for my new books that are, kind yeah. of, you know, I had that on there because I knew that would be coming up. Um, and there was, I think editing was on there and okay. I had that. But um, I didn't have a refrigerator on there. <laughs> but you see, fires on there. But no, but that was just life stuff. But you it, see, yeah. So you didn't get any Valentine candy unless we didn't. <laughs> we didn't. So yeah, and and That's it's funny because so fun. yeah, we don't do Valentines anyway. But um, I did have a box of um brownie mix that was already here, and so. <laughs> Okay. So I've heard we've got dry January and we've got digital detox, which is another big thing, That's right? a big one. Yeah. Stuff like that. You are going on the map. We're going to find <laughs> out how we can put you out there so we can get you on GMA. And you'll be there like, you go. I started this with my husband. We don't spend any money in February. We make it there. It's just really cool. So I by the way, buy my book, <laughs> <laughs> my book, right? March 1st. <laughs> so Save the best for last is yes. in KU. Yes. What I wish I'd known. Yes. Is the That's collaborative one. everywhere. Yep. All digital stuff like that. Yep. That's out awesome. there. And yep. I saw that you have, and it may or may not be out yet, but you have um, Love Me Anyway, a new standalone. Is that out? Yes. That is actually one of my um, older erotic novellas that yeah. I got rights back to. It's wonderful getting rights back. That's the other I thing. I would imagine. Yeah. It's so much fun to look back on an older book and reinvigorate it, write some new scenes, recover it to the market, put it out there. So yeah. Did so you make it was, a, a full-size novel then? No. Or is it still a novella? novella. It's still, okay. yeah. It's like, I don't know, 40K, something like okay. that, 35K. It's like a, you know, it's not a small, small one. Um, so I did that with Love Me Anyway, and then All For You. There was okay. two and there's one more coming and I'm going to drop that this summer and that's going to be called masquerade. So it's going to be fun because it's also, I haven't gotten a hot guy on a cover in a long, because my branding is like a little different. So I got to put like the hot guy on the cover yeah. and go a little edgier. And it's just really nice to reach different segments of readers because I read all over the map. Same. And I think there's a lot of readers that do the same kind of thing. So yeah. it's nice to swivel and be like, okay. You're not going to have a rescue dog in this. You're going to have this. You're going to have that. You know what I mean? You're yeah. and, and offer it there. So that's yeah. awesome. So that'll be yeah. coming out in the summer. Fun. Fun. Yeah. So are you heading back to Italy in your books yes. anytime soon? Yes. I just, uh, okay. So what had happened is last year I was writing, um, and the, my third women's fiction book called a wedding in Lake Como. We're going, oh. going to, um, old Lake Como, um, Lagio, like all around there. It's, nice. it's amazing. Um, I was able to go there years ago and spend the day and wow. just like being back was wonderful. And this one is about three college friends. It's, it's really kind of, uh, delving deep into the dynamics of female friendship. Mm. But what had happened is last year, um, 
went through a bad time in the winter. I have that depression issue in the winter. Each year is different. Yeah. I was burnt out and I lost like three months. I couldn't write for three months. It was just not happening, you know? So, um, I kind of like, I had a couple of other things do. And so we ended up pushing it out. So it was supposed to come out this year, but unfortunately because of those months and I needed to write it, it's going to be coming out July of 2024, okay. but it's all done and it's in copy edits right now. Um, and the one that I'm working on now, which will be in 2025, cause they're ahead is, um, that summer in Sicily. So we're going to Sicily for the next Ooh, one. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. summer so those are all coming down the pipe. <laughs> nice. I look forward to those because I, I love your Italy series. I just, yeah. Are, yeah, I think, I think they're just so much fun and it, I like the book that takes me there. So and yes, and I definitely like do. more of my time, more of my research. I can only do one of those books per year, like understandable. Yeah. And from what I want to bring, you know, and, and so and I, I just like to explore different, different dynamics in it. It's able mm -hmm. to give me a broader platform for that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, I can imagine that, um, when you've written for so long and so many different things that it's fun to write something different and yeah, it's, yeah. I think that you, we always need to do that. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I, there's times where I think where, you know, when I was obsessed with marriages of convenience, which is still my favorite trope of all time, I could literally write like seven to 10 of them. But then eventually uh, I got to a point, I was like, I got nothing left. Like there's nothing, yeah. you know, it's like, what's next and what's next. And I think also as I'm aging, there's different things that I'm seeing. Um, yeah. It's fiction really it was nice for romance to take, there's romance in every one of these books. There always will be, yeah. but it's nice for it to take a back seat yeah. to some of the other issues that I want. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then there's, and then there's this other little side project. God knows when I'm going to get to that, but it's about an old man and a rescue dog and a preacher. And, uh, and I've been bubbling on that. And that's one of those side kind of projects <laughs> that when it's the right time, it'll come. And it's exciting to have those. It is. It's funny because I, I was talking to a friend earlier and I was like, I get so many books written in my head between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. But then at 6 a.m. they leave me. <laughs> and if I don't get up at 3 a.m. and just write it all down, it's lost. And I don't get up at 3 a.m. Yes. So think also like I think a lot of writers like us like we have these ideas right like these you can see the book like you said if only wouldn't it be wonderful if you can dump what's in your head which is so perfectly fantastic and just yeah. put it to the page but somehow from here to the page it gets all screwed up and you're like this sucks why yeah. did I think this was a good book I go through this all the time oh I was like gosh. I suck everything's <laughs> that should be my next writing book it all sucks that's a good one. Yeah. I, I think that would be really good. The motto. Yeah. And, but then it's kind of like, you kind of like rest it all along, but not every idea is meant for now because like, then think of it like we have our business, right? So I have this great book, this fantastic rescue book and, and it's blurry and stuff, but I'm telling you, it's going to be the best book I ever wrote. But when I sit down at my desk, I was it's like, time I have yeah. to write this and I have to write that. And I need money to pay my bills and, and these little things. And so, and I can't, I'm not one of those writers that can write like two books at one time mm -hmm. and like put it off in the thing. Some people can, yeah. they can write 
passion project. So I think it's important for the people like us who like just to be patient and be like, it's yeah. all, it's all okay. You don't have to get it all done in one year and you don't want to burn out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's I've been, as these ideas do come to me, I've been kind of marking them down putting yeah. them in a project thing and say, okay, as ideas come, I'll just plunk them in there. Yeah. And then at some point it's going to be time for it. But um, yeah. 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 And so my new, my new thing is because I'm a huge Tony Robbins fan. He like gets my mind set, right. But the biggest thing that this new light bulb thing that I've taken for him, that he's got all the credit for is we always overestimate what can be done in a year and underestimate what can be accomplished in five. And that has given me so much comfort because when I think about what I've done in the last five years, my mind is blown. I'm like, yeah. I am an amazing person. When I think yeah. of what I've done in the last year, I'm like, I suck. Uh, all these other people are doing this, this, and this, but I'm not looking at it right. So if yeah. I go on like that five-year plan and I'm like, so it's it just, it's a mind thing. Like what it will is. make yeah. you feel good and what will make you feel stressed? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. And it's, it's hard to, um, figure out like goals, yes. like my word for the year this year is audacious. <gasps> and isn't that a good word? What is word? Mine is badass. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Which is pretty much audacious. It like, is. We've got the same word and that's why that. it's the Kickstarter. And that's why I'm doing things that I'm going to fail spectacularly at. And exactly. I'm like, I'm going to get up and I'm going to be like, okay, well, whatever, because I'm just, I'm, I'm so excited. Our words are like, very I, know, I love that. So in sync. That's, I figured my, my goal for the year is to publish three books this year. And I've never published a book in my life, you know, and I didn't start at five years old knowing I was going to be a writer I didn't think anything it was I think November of 2021 I got an idea and I was like I don't know if this is a good idea it sounds kind of fun I'd like to read the book you know yeah and so I kind of shared it with an author friend I'm like does this seem like a legit idea and she's like you totally need to write that I'm like but I don't know how to write <laughs> And she's like, but, oh, you'll you practice. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so recent. I love this. It was so like the beginning of this whole like creative journey and kind yeah. of, I love that goal. And yeah. it's just about like being audacious. I figure if I fail, I'm still going to have at least one, probably two books out there. Exactly. The first one's with the line editor right now. So I know that one's going to be good. Um, but it's like, it. yeah, I'm so excited for you. <laughs> I am too. It's wonderful. And it doesn't, I, I just, I think failure, you need failure to succeed. Like you, you don't have one without the other. And well, so and if you have like these crazy, badass, audacious ideas yeah. or yeah. goals yeah, and you fail, yeah. you still had a dang good year you know exactly. I mean exactly I'm yeah. just kind of like and then you fine-tune you're like okay that book didn't work but is it this this or this or or god I learned this this second book is gonna like freaking do so much like there's so much hope there for the next yeah time. oh so yeah instead of like oh my gosh it's all over like I can't do this again it's like yeah 
that sucked, but I'm going to do so well, much. Yeah, and that's, yeah. and Mindset. I like that, you know, I'm going to have book two written, you know, pretty much all written before book one even goes out. So I'm glad about that, just mentally. <laughs> You're doing this. You are so I doing know, it. and it's all just crazy. More than halfway there. You're yeah. with the, and, and one more book to go. So that's, that's awesome. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. And it's funny because I was talking to a, a new friend I met on TikTok. She's an author and she puts a ton of content out and I had no idea I was ahead of her in the process. And she has started and started and started, but has never actually finished the first draft. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's a hell of a step I did then. <laughs> you yes. Know? I mean, yes. <laughs> so yes. that's important too, because what we see out there on social media, what 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 who we think is killing it or not, um, it's just all you just don't know what's happening in the background. You just you don't. don't know. Yeah, you, you don't killing it, but like nose to the grindstone and you're exhausted, or you could you know, be very quiet out there and then be killing it like in, in, you know, maybe bank over rank or whatever. So right, right. It's, a, it's a good reminder for everybody to just like take a step back and yeah. be like, and the whole comparison thing is hard. It's a tricky yeah. one. <laughs> it is because we're human and humans, yeah. you know, are just built with this kind of like, what are you doing? Am I better than that? Like sometimes not, you know, I say many times, most of us, I probably like 90% of us are more of like, yes, I want you to succeed, but I want that too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that's, so and that's okay. Yeah. Not taking anything somebody. away from you, you just, but you just want to go too. Yeah. 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 And I've been trying to focus on like comparing myself with maybe last year, me. Yes. And next year, me, you yes. know, and yes. not being too much outward. I mean, it's hard just because it of is. the world you know, we live in, but my boys are uh, big with track and cross country running and everything. And what I love so much is to me, it's a very different type of sport because you're on a team and you place, but you are yourself. So you yeah. go against other runners that are like getting close to you. But when they come back and I'll say, what number did you play? Sometimes they won't know. Well, I don't know, but my PR is. I exactly. Beat my PR. That is such good gold mining for me. It reminds me all the time. I was like, they're in competition. They got, they shaved one second off themselves. So it doesn't matter if they didn't make States because right. they're not fast enough. They're going. So if we could be like more on yeah, that. Yeah. I still got a PR, even if I didn't. Yeah. Win, quote unquote. That's a really yeah. cool sport. Like in that, that. Yeah. Way, you know, rather than our entire team lost. It's like, yeah, but I. I did this or I can't, I didn't, you know, I would be like, oh, he's like, oh no, ma, I was five. They, they're running a three something or whatever. And I was like, but I cut off two seconds in PR and they're so happy. So I'm yeah. like, this is great. I love yeah. that. That's yeah. a good reminder. Yeah. Good reminder. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. So where do you like to hang out with readers? Oh, I'm everywhere. And I've got Instagram, author Jennifer Probst, um, TikTok, author Jennifer Probst. I'm on Facebook. I'm still on the old Twitter. <laughs> Twitter is one that I have never yes. figured out. Yes. Well, you know, there was 
spoutable drama and then the mastodon I've never gotten into because I just don't have the thing. But so, and the main, the main thing is the website is the best place. Okay. com because there's so much fun stuff. You get a free, bonus, you get free bonus stuff. You get videos. And I always say to everybody who like, I'm very big with reader email, you'll get me. You're not getting my assistant. Like okay. I, you know, I read your book. I loved it. I'm doing this. Or I had a question. I, I love to hear from people, from readers. That's like my thing. So that's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. It's so funny how, I mean, and I was like this for a long time, but as a reader, you don't even realize you can email an author, even if it says that in the back of the book or on their website. Yes. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they're going to, you know, yeah, but they do they like do. I started doing it too. Like when I read a book that like blows me away or something, I'll just message them and I'll be like, I just want to let you know that this is freaking awesome. And you're a genius. And this is really a great book. Like, because I know when I get those, especially if you're having a bad day, it comes from nowhere. Yeah. And this is why I'm doing it. Like, because, you know, somebody likes my stuff. Somebody went and bought and like took their time to like write an email to me, like, yeah. hello, like that we need to reset our expectations about like, that's a big deal. So yeah. 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 And it's, um, yeah, it's important. And even like, um, reviews, a lot of people don't leave reviews because yeah. they don't want to have to leave this big, long thing, yeah. but it's like, you know, put four or five stars up yeah. and put, I love this book. Yes. And so that's simple. enough. Yeah. yeah. So simple. it doesn't have to be like, the synopsis of the book, you know, you've yeah. got few sites that do that, but like just for a reader, you know, love the characters, love the setting, fun yeah. book. Put anything. your favorite thing in it. You yes. know, I really One enjoyed so and so, or you know, yeah, yeah, really yeah. appreciated. Like that, those. Yeah. It's sad, but it does really affect the algorithms, and the, mm -hmm. the that algorithm is just like the more reviews that come up, they just kind of show your book a little bit more. Right. And Amazon decides, oh, yeah. okay, people are yeah. liking this one. Let's yeah. show it more. So yeah, yeah. It's really, it's important, and I know it is a pain in the neck, but you can. But keeping it short, if you already have an account, it can be done like that. It can be done and quickly. Yeah, you could just do it on BookPub too. It's like Goodreads. You could do it on the site, or you could do it with BookPub. Yeah. And even if it's a free book that you get through KU. Yeah. Yeah. It. And it's, yeah. it's super important to the author and yeah. you know, it's what, it's a way to support authors. Yeah. You might not, yeah. have, you should all be might not have thought of. We yeah. love dogs, coffee and reviews. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. I love it. <laughs> Jennifer, thank you so much for being with me today. Awesome. I'm just so glad we got to catch up. It was I am so too. much fun. And I felt like we kind of went deep. It was really good for me too. It was like- it was a lot of fun. I know, we shared a lot of good stuff. We did. Well, we'll have to do it again. Yeah, not so long the next time. I agree, I we'll agree. Yes. Well, good luck on all the stuff you're working on. I thank know you've got you. a ton and of projects. Luck. I'm going to look out for, for that gorgeous cover and all the good stuff and- uh, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll let you know when it's out. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> Bye, Jen. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for joining me today on the Literary Escape Podcast. If you enjoy hearing the behind the book story, then join me in the Literary Escape Society. We are a community of travelers who love books or maybe book lovers who love to travel. Either way, if you need an escape, a literary escape, come join us as we read our way around the world together, one book at a time. Check out the show notes to learn more about the Literary Escape Society. 
and we'll see you next time on the next episode.